And I just kind of want to give you guys an overview of what we're doing today. Um, me and my son are pretty much, it's, it's real simple. We're just here to share our testimonies. God has saved us. He's transformed us. And now he's teaching us every day what it looks like to lay our lives down for him. So my name's Ashley. I'm 38 years old. My son's with me today. His name's Doran. He's 15. You want to raise your hand, Doran? Um, and so just the, the beginning and a short piece of kind of what the Lord brought me out of. Um, I started using drugs at the age of 12. Um, drugs led into men. Men led into a lot of toxic and abusive relationships. Um, pretty much over a 20-year span, um, the last three years just came to a spiral really quickly. Uh, the amount of drugs and just the lifestyle just kind of took me to a really low, low place. Uh, my body, my physical body, was just beginning to get tired um, from the IV use. I, I was in and out of the hospitals, um, the, the ERs. I was in ICU. Literally, my body was just depleting on me. Um, it became very real to me. I was either going to live or I was going to die. And so um, April 2018, he carried me, really carried my body into a faith-based program, a program in Columbus, Ohio. It's called The Refuge. Um, the day that I came in, they did an intake process, and I had stayed with my, my son and my mom prior to coming in, but the first day of being there, honestly, I, I try to look back and reflect of, of what the Lord's done, but that first day, I, I don't remember a whole lot. Um, God really met me, and the interview process was, um, if I think back and I try to put words to what they were saying, it was like, womp, womp. <laughs> I just, I don't remember any of it. Um, and so the Lord brought me into this program, and I had tried all the programs prior to this in Columbus. I was in a lot of secular programs, and my grandma, she followed the Lord for many years, and truly out of my whole family, she was the only one that prayed and really just began to show me the love of Christ throughout my, my whole life. Um, so I came into this program and I was there, it was about three days in and I was upstairs in the house that, that we had. And I remember kind of pacing and walking. It was a very tough thing. This was not an easy process for me to come out of the thing that I came out of and, and walking into this. It was literally like coming from dark and walking into light. It was very tough. And about three days in, I was pacing upstairs and I was probably honestly thinking, how do I get out of here? <laughs> how do I get out of this? Um, and I could hear downstairs, uh, the piano playing and I could hear somebody singing. And I remember walking down the steps thinking, that's really pretty. That's really beautiful. And, um, I went and I said, I did not want to go in and sit <laughs> in the praise and worship. That was very foreign to me. Um, but I went in and I remember sitting down in that room and it was like my body was a little numb to what was happening, and I could feel the roar inside of me, and that was when I really realized for the first time what I was fighting. I had never understood. I never could see the spiritual part to things, and the Lord woke, woke me up real quick, and I thought, I cannot do this on my own, and honestly, I don't even know what's happening, but I need to stay, and so um, there were many hard places in this program, and through each place, each day, I just chose to stay. Um, about six months in, 
I realized that the Lord had did his first miracle. I had seen for a long time that the, the women around me were kind of, you know, being free and they were walking in freedom. And I just, I didn't, I didn't understand for a while, but for the first six months, um, I had another hard place and I thought, well, I think it's probably time. I'll just go down the street and I'll kind of get to Columbus in about 15 minutes. And I started to plan out what I was going to do. And it was like the Lord stopped me and said, why would you do that? And I thought, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it was literally like, you know, the Lord kind of lifted the desire to want to go use. He just took it right from me. And so I knew immediately that he had delivered me from the drug addiction. I really began to walk through the healing process. Uh, and so by doing that, I just began to reflect on 20 years of bad choices. And I said, God, this is overwhelming. What do I do? And he didn't allow me to go through it all at once. But the things that he did bring up, I just began to take ownership in, really taking ownership. I chose to do those things because I wanted to. It wasn't that anything had happened to me or, you know, anybody had really did anything to me. It was truly because I wanted to do that. And so once I really began to take ownership, it was like the Lord just flooded me with repentance. And the first thing was, you were an awful mom. You know, for the first 10 years of my son's life, um, I was not there. I was not there. And Doran has really been a gift to me in my life. I don't deserve him. And so the Lord woke me up really quickly to the choices that I was making in my life. And I just slowly began to repent and really get right with him as he brought those things to me. Another thing was, is trust. I had not known this. And if you could ask me early on, I would have thought, yeah, I trust. God has saved me. I trust. But there was another level to it. And the Lord really woke me up early on to trusting again and what it looked like to trust the people around me, not just, you know, the women or the leaders, but really trusting that he has brought me to the place that he brought me to. And if he can do that, then he's going to ask me to trust these women, you know, and to trust my leaders. So um, I think with the trust, I begin to really understand um, that I can begin to repent of some of the deeper things and begin to confess those things. And the Lord led me to James 5.16. And it says, therefore, I'm usually not this emotional. I don't know what is going on. Um, James 5.16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I begin to confess these sins to a leader. I mean, really the stuff that. I never thought I would be able to tell anybody. And I brought her in and I said, hey, I got to confess some stuff. And as I began to do that, I realized it was probably a week later, there were some thoughts that come up and I felt, I felt healing. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is happening? It was like supernatural work was taking place. And so I brought her in. I said, hey, do you remember when I brought you in and I was confessing that stuff? And she said, Ashley, let me show you something. She said, it says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. She said, I have been praying for you. And I thought, well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> another scripture that he brought me to was Isaiah 61, 1. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim, to proclaim freedom from captives and to release from darkness from the prisoners. And when I read that for the first time, it was, it was really like it kind of jumped off the page. And my heart began to be burdened. I remember so many women that were out there, and I thought, God is real, and he's doing a miracle, and he's, he's healing me, and he's freeing me. And there are women out there that may never know. They may never know that he is still doing this. And through this scripture, he just began to give me a desire to want to go. And whether it was walking the street or whether it was talking to him at a grocery store, I wanted to tell them about what God was doing in my life. So while still in the residential program, my son, he was nine years old at the time, and really he was just watching all this unfold. Uh, we had phone calls once a week, and we did family days once a month, but I can tell you guys that I was not doing anything. I was not interacting with him. I was trying my best to just restore the mess that I had made through the relationship, and I was on a home visit in the program, and Doran he come to me and he said, Mom, he said, I, I wrote something. And he would normally hand me pictures with little crosses or whatever on them. And uh, he handed me a two-page essay that was typed. And it was graded. It was already graded by the teacher. And I began to read it. And it said, on a cold, sloppy day, my mom had came home and acted different. And he just began to journal his, his view of my addiction. And, and at the end of the letter, he says, what's most important is that God has saved my mom. He can save families, and he has forgiven my mom of all her sins. And that was my surrendering moment. I want to play a video for you guys, truly my surrendering moment, where I can say that I was done with it all. And I had asked the Lord with my whole heart, I said, God, if you can do that, I want you to use my life for whatever you see fit. And so... This video, that the program that I went through, they really captured a special moment because I began to realize through my son and, and, and what was happening, the Lord was touching my son through this process that I was walking. And so they took this short video, and I, I'm going to play this for you guys, and then I'm going to come back up, and I'll bring Doran up.
Well, during this video, I did not have custody of Doran. Um, he was still staying with my parents. Um, but I'll tell you that I realized this was not about me. This journey and what God had me on had nothing to do with my crap. So while I was in the program, Jenny, uh, she was volunteering at the refuge. And I had watched Jenny the whole time I was there. Jenny is uh, Delbert's wife. And I knew she was a woman that followed the Lord. I knew that. And um, she had asked me, she said, hey, you know, if you need a place to go, um, we have a room that's available. And things just kind of opened up. They had some people that were staying with them, and uh, it just kind of happened. And so we went out to a restaurant, and I'll never forget where we were in Grove City, Ohio. And I knew when she had said that to me, the Lord said, that's where you need to be. And at the time, it didn't make any sense because I was walking through the program. I was finished. You know, I had I could have, you know, had some plans, but I knew that that was the right choice. That was going to be the harder choice. And so I went. I started to stay with her. I completed the program. And while I was there, I think if I can say the most important thing out of Jenny and Delbert's was that what I was learning in the beginning and, and the stability and the relationship that Christ was showing me, they helped me to implement, implement that and to keep that as I was out in the workplace. And, you know, I left the program and now I'm working. I'm, I want to get my son back. Um, I have to pay fines. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to go back and clean up when you live a lifestyle like that. And so their house just really brought stability to me, but it was more than just that. There was a spiritual component that Jenny and Delbert were giving me that honestly, I could have never prayed for. Specifically, I could have never prayed and known that I needed a family. I did not know that. Um, I started to have my son come stay on the weekends. And then my mom, she just decided to give him back to me. She uh, gave custody um, to, him, to me. And that was, a, that was a miracle because when I was in the program, she said, well, when you leave, don't ask for him for at least a year from being out the program. And when I left the program, it was really quickly, four months in, she just, I believe it was the Lord. She said, you can have him if you want him. And so while I was at Jenny and Delbert's, I was able to get out of debt. They lowered my rent to a really small amount. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was able to get out of debt. I was able to get off probation in two different counties. Um, I had a license. I got a driver's license. I had not had a driver's license in 10 years. Um, I also was able to do many things. <laughs> do many things while I was there. Um, I would like to bring Doran up, if that's okay. And Doran's just going to share a little bit about his past and kind of being at the covering and being with Jenny and Delbert. And I'm going to let him go ahead and share. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Doran Patton. I'm 
15 and I'm a sophomore. Um, growing up, I lived with my grandparents. I've never met my dad, and my mom was a drug addict for the first 10 years of my life. Um, it was hard growing up with my grandparents because I didn't have parents in my life, so I didn't have the guidance and direction that like every normal kid would have with their parents. So it was hard at times, but my parents, my grandparents were doing the best they could, but it just wasn't the same as um, me having parents. Um, I did a lot of um, isolation while I was there. Like with my grandparents, I didn't talk to them. I just basically went up to my room and just isolated and played video games all, every day when I came home from school. Um, I didn't really talk much to anybody. I was backwards and I was shy. But um, with my mom not seeing me, she barely even came on my birthdays or on Christmas. She barely even came to those. So because of that, I became to become bitter and angry. And um, if she didn't want to see me, I didn't want to see her. That's where it was at that point. So um, eventually, um, my mom made a choice, and she made a choice to go to the refuge. And then after that, she moved into Dober and Miss Jennings. And then while I'm, um, I started coming on weekends, but while going there, um, I stayed up in the same room with her. Uh, we had a bunk bed. I slept on the top bunk. And I was, I was shy there. I didn't talk to anybody. I just stayed up in my mom's room and isolated up there. But I remember the first time going there, we were, like, on the top floor. And um, I was looking over the balcony, and my mom was, well, Dobert was walking down in the kitchen. I could see him. My mom was like, you know, one day you're going to be great friends with that guy. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'll be friends with that old man. So, yeah. But... But now Dobert, um, he's played a very important role in my life. With me not having a father, he's really stepped up, and he's put, put, he's been he's been that father in my life. When I haven't had one, he's shown me how to be a godly man, shown me how to be a godly husband, and it's just amazing just to see how he is and how he acts. Cause I've never seen that. I've never seen like someone like as a Christian, as a Christian man, walk that out, which is really cool. And um, while going there. Um, there was another kid there, which was cool because I got to bond with him, and we had kind of the same traits. So it helped me feel comfortable and kind of like blend in a little bit. Um, also, there was no TV there um, at Dover Miss Jennings, which was like wow, because like every time when I went to my every when I lived with my grandparents, we we usually watched TV or I was on the video games. So it was a very different environment. And then after. After eventually moving in and my mom getting custody of me, um, I started to see my mom's relationship with the Lord. And it started to encourage me, and I started to, like, get a hunger for the Lord because if if this God pulled my mom from the darkest pits, I wanted to, I wanted to see, like, how and, like, what was this about? So it started to build a hunger in my life, and I wanted to start pursuing after that. So, um... Uh, I started uh, waking up early and started doing devotionals in the morning, but um, this wasn't really, like, something I wanted to do. Like, wake up in the morning, an hour before school, and spend time with the Lord. Like, that extra hour of sleep is nice, but, like, I had to, I had to like, push through, and th when I started doing it, the Lord started showing up, and he started um, showing me things in scriptures, which was really cool. And then... Um, after being at Dover Miss Jenny's, um, a bunch of women started coming, and we needed a bigger place to stay. Um, so we started looking for different places, and we found this big house in Circleville, and we started to move in there. And then we moved in there, and that's called the Covering. 
All right, so we just want to give you an overview of what our life looks like now. So currently, we are living in Circleville, Ohio. Uh, we have a ministry that we've started. It's been about two years ago. It's a ministry called The Covering. And I think just coming from the past that I had been in and all the places and just kind of seeing the different workings of places, we thought, well, how can we build something holistically for women? And truly, there is a secret component. It's families. So we created The Covering. It's a nine-month faith-based residential program. So we pull women coming from all walks of life. It does not have to just be addiction, uh, homelessness, domestic violence. If they call us and they're in a place where they need help, we're listening. And if they're ready, we'll take them if they're ready to follow all the rules. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> um, so my role is the outreach director. What I do is I do all the screening for the women. We also have a ministry where we go on uh, in Columbus. It's on Sullivan Avenue. It's really just a block of a lot of darkness. And so we just begin to walk and pray and testify. And sometimes it's just as simple as, hey, when you're ready to get out, call me. And I hand them a card. So actually, we have one of our staff members. She rode with me for the first time. And she said, hey, do you hear what you're saying? And I, she said, you say the same thing every time. And I said, no, not really. And she said, when you're ready to give out, give me a call. So she put it on a card. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, we also share testimonies at a local detox center, which is really unique. The Lord kind of opened this up. Uh, me and Doran just go in, and with the men and women that are inside the detox center, we just share our personal stories. I share my testimony, and Doran shares his view of what their addiction is doing to their children and how it made him feel. We also do video visits with the inmates in a local county jail. The best thing since COVID started was video visits with the inmates. It's wonderful. I can visit an inmate from my phone, and really it's like a little ministry inside my room. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so we do that. We also do gel writing, which I've kind of handed off. And some of our transitional ladies in the program, they've taken that over. It's real simple. You just go on the, the, the register of the registration, whatever it is on uh, the jail, and you pick inmates, and you can just send in letters. So we send in testimonies. If they write back, then we just begin to build a relationship with them. So that's another thing. We also, I, I also help all of the women with their court appointments, their probation, their CPS cases, any children's services cases. Another thing that is my, one of my favorites is being able to give a tour. Uh, I gave Pastor Jeff and um, Sister Rose a tour when they came out, and I really love being able to share. It's kind of like we're tucked in this little space out in Circleville, Ohio, and so when somebody comes out and I get to bring them into our, our world, I get a little excited about that. Um, so that's what my life looks like now. I'm going to let Doran talk a little bit about what he's doing now. So what the Lord has done in my life and what, what I'm doing now is, well, first of all, I have this roommate. Uh, his name is Tyrese. Um, and me and him, uh, well, we, we, um, or we were in the same room together. But me and him were completely polar opposites. Like, he liked one thing and I liked the other. Like, we would battle at each other and do so many things. It was, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> but, like, um, like, when we first came, he was like, man, I'd love to clean. I'll clean the entire room. And I was like, okay. And at the end, it was me basically cleaning every day. So, <laughs> it was hard. But <laughs> it was good. It was good. It helped, it, helped, it helped me. It helped my pride. And it really helped me humble myself. So, I'm thankful that the Lord did that. But now, um... Um, after me and Tyrese, after we started, like, bonding and starting getting closer, the Lord's really helped our relationship grow. And I, I'm starting to be able to, like, bond with him and, like, teach him about the Lord and, like, show him. Because him and 
him and his mom, they went through the same thing that me and my mom did. So that was, it was really cool how I can, like, share my own testimony to him and, like, encourage him to walk it out, too. So um, at school, I play basketball. Um, I carry straight A's. And my responsibility is at the lawn. Uh, wait, sorry. My responsibilities um, at the covering is I mow the lawn. Um, when we first moved in, I got to lay a little bit of uh, flooring and hang drywall, which is just really cool to get the opportunity to do because kids my age don't really get the opportunity to do that. So I was just uh, very grateful that I get to do that. And at church, um, I help teach the kids for Sunday school. Uh, I'm like a substitute teacher uh, at Sunday school for church. And then I'm active in my youth group. And it's just cool to be active with the kids around me and kids my age. So I just want to say an important part of my whole journey and walk with the Lord has just been about my choices and the choices that I make. So I think as I was thinking about kind of what to leave you guys with, our choices are very important. We can make a choice every day to either run towards the Lord or to not. And I just want to kind of give some examples of what that looked like for me. So in the beginning, it was very simple. I had to choose to believe that God was who he was. I had to choose to believe that the Bible was pure truth. And it's just, it's just that simple. So um, in the hard places, when my flesh was crazy and my mind was crazy, and those places where I, I really felt like I couldn't stay any longer, I hung on to Psalms 46.10, and it says to be still and to know that I am God. It's very simple to just be still, and you acknowledge that God is who he is. So instead of taking the easy way out, I chose a lot of the, the harder places. Also, um, I chose to trust. Uh, once I began to walk in it, I, I realized, like I had said, that I had a trust issue. And so I just began to, I recognized that, and I, be, I chose to trust. Also, another thing was uh, to follow and to listen, even when I didn't understand it. And so that was a huge one. I wanted to understand why. Why are you doing and telling me what you're, doing, what you're saying? Why do you want me to do that? And so that was very difficult for me for a long time. The Lord had to break me in that. And, and I hung on to the scripture. It's, it's Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. When you do that, he goes ahead of you and he makes your path straight. So... As we're walking through this process, I realized that Dorrance had to make some choices, too. Um, the choices I had to make was I had to trust, I had to choose to trust my mom, and that this time she was done and ready to have a life with me. After all the times of her not coming and after all the times her, like, th these programs that weren't working out, I had to choose to trust and that she was really for real about this time. And I had to choose to build a relationship with God. I didn't have to follow the Lord. I, hadn't, I didn't have to chase after him. But seeing what he's done in my mom's life and seeing what he's pulled, him from, what she, what he's pulled her from, it, I, had to, I had to follow him after that. So I also had to choose to not listen to my flesh and wake up early even when I didn't want to. This one was a big one. I could not, like, waking up early and, like, I just didn't want to do that. And I had to choose to... Uh, go with God 100%. I couldn't just give little things there and there, but I had to choose to do everything and give everything to God. I had to give up video games in isolation because those, those things were not healthy for me. Um, while waking up early, though, um, the Lord started showing me things, and I started doing devotionals. I started doing walk with hymns. It's just really cool to just be able to do these things because the Lord started showing up, and he started to come into my life and actually show me things.
So I just encourage you guys to make decisions and choices in life that get closer to God. Every decision you make must be, must be to get closer with God. But these choices, they don't have to be big choices. They can be baby steps closer to God. So every decision that you make can be steps toward a better relationship with God. All right, so I just want to encourage you guys and just kind of get you to think about some things. Um, what are those choices that you need to make personally? I think we all know in our, our personal life with the Lord and things that he's, he's either asking us to give up or uh, maybe to do. What are those choices for you? Uh, there was also a point in my journey where I really began to see God's hand in my life. And through that, I knew that he had orchestrated and ordained everything. He had kept me and he had saved me up until that point. And so I just want to challenge you to begin to reflect on that because it really is God's grace and mercy. It is his grace and mercy that he gives us that we do not deserve. So a couple questions. Are you serious about Jesus? And do you really love him? Romans 8.28 and we all know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Thank you guys so much for having us.